You are listening to the Widow Squad Podcast, the show that helps widows create a fulfilling life after loss. Join hosts Jen Zwink, Kim Murray, and Melissa Pierce as they share expert tips, resources, and advice to help you get a grip on your grief and learn how to thrive. If you're a widow, this is where you want to be. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Widow Squad Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Murray, and I have the pleasure of talking with the lovely Mindy Lawhorn today. Mindy is a fitness professional and the owner and founder of Team Fit Life. She's the host of the Hope and Struggle podcast, as well as the founder of the Bible Babes, which is a women's online Christian community that gives glamorous, Jesus-loving girly girl a non-judgmental, zero-drama place to share fitness, fashion, glam, and go deeper with God. And Mindy is also a widow, so that's how we met, through our shared widowhood experience. I love her. She's the real deal. So let's get to it. Mindy, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. I mean, thank you. Why did I say welcome? Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm usually on the opposite end of this. So like, I'm going to have to switch gears. That's right. I understand that completely. I've been both um, host and been interviewed. So I understand that completely. Anyway, (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad we have a chance to talk again today. We've connected in the past. I'm happy that we get that chance to connect again. So I know your background, but I would like you to start off and tell the audience, the listeners, um, a little bit about your widow story. What's, what's, how did you get to where you are today? Sure. I think that's a great place to start. And I cannot uh, begin telling the story without just first thanking you. Cause I want to be sure that is, uh, first and foremost, because you really gave me permission to be my live my true widow journey. And as much as we don't want to be widows, um, you have all kinds of things in your head about how it should go and what you can't do and what you shouldn't do. And you really, really helped me grieve. I appreciate get, that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I just want you to know you, you, your message matters. You matter and your story matters so much. And so I want to begin there just by with a heart of grateful, gratefulness and just thankfulness for this, because as much as I do not like being a widow, <laughs> It is my reality and it is our reality, you know, for, for so many of us and probably almost all of us listening. I um, met a man as a single mom at a funeral of all places. And it was a very strange connection because I met him and I was like, what in the world was that? Never had I ever met anyone that felt so wow. And like, oh, there's something there. And I quickly um, had feelings for him. We, talked at the the funeral. We went back to his family's home, talked there. And we talked about literally our like top five things in our life. You know, and of course for, for us, it was faith and fitness. And then of course a family. And then it kind of went from there. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. And he lived in North Carolina. He quickly moved to Texas, which is where I live. And I was a single mom at the time, if I haven't said that. And he married us, my son and myself. And he was a wonderful, funny fit, like Oh, just wonderful man. And the thing he told me within about a few hours of meeting him after the funeral, he said, Hey, I feel like there's something going on, but I need you to know something pretty important. I have cancer. And I remember just thinking, okay, like I didn't go, Oh, dang it. I found one I liked and he's, and he's, you know, ruined. I didn't think that at all. I just went, Oh, okay. Well, we can deal with this. We can work with this. And I did have uh, some kind of situations like that with my family. My nephew had actually had a brain tumor at one point and they, you know, basically were hanging his boots up for him. And that's not at all what happened. He's now a pastor of a church in New New Bedford, Massachusetts, 20 years later. So, okay, I have hope here. And he was just a wonderful, wonderful man. And he lived with cancer many, many years longer than any doctor ever thought he would, probably because 
He had no other underlying element. Fitness was a very big deal to us. It was really part of our daily must-dos. You know what I mean? Just like anything that you would think you've got to do every day, that's kind of what we did. And we did it because we enjoyed it too. Let me just put it that way, that way, not because we had to. It was part of what we enjoyed and we know it made us better. So he passed away in 2019. He did great with all the treatments and all of the different, you know, things we were on, the trial drugs, just up until the end where he just had too many tumors. They had all had multiple um, different like kinds of tumors. They had morphed into all kinds of things. And he went from leukemia to lymphoma and then to a thing called Richter's and God took him December 13th of 2019. And here I am now with you in the widow squad, living my version of um, what so many of us have lived. My gosh. Okay. So I'm going to try to let that all sink in. First of all, you met your husband at a funeral. I'm I'm not sure I've ever heard that before. Second of all, no, and that's why I believed it. I'm like, this is weird enough. This is weird. Yeah. Like, how do you start talking to someone at a funeral? Like, hey, I think you're attractive and I'd like to get to know (laughs) you better. I mean, you're at a funeral. This is also fascinating to me. It was, it was very funny, but it's kind of a a story that maybe for another podcast, but I had known his family. Okay. So I grew up in Wichita Falls and his family was in Wichita Falls, right? Okay. So I went back for a, funeral there. And he was there as a family member. And by the way, at the funeral itself, we didn't really talk. We talked later at the house where they had a bunch of people, but I mean, it's awkward enough. I mean, just, you're like, what am I crying? Am I sad? Am I happy? Am I like, Hey baby? Like, I don't even know, but uh, it all worked out. That is a fascinating story. So I love that. So you meet him at a funeral, but then the second part of that is he has cancer. So I'm trying to digest this thinking, and I'm sure listeners are asking the same question. What would I do? Like, if you know, someone has cancer, um, there's a different trajectory to your relationship potentially. Yep. Let me give you a little reference, a little history. So I was married before, right? And my husband, ex-husband, he was a, not a great husband and he ended up being verbally abusive and he cheated on me and all these things. And my heart was so, so broken. And I was dealing with a man that was emotionally broken, emotionally um, sick, and I mean, he, he he is even a little mentally sick, you know? And so I had dealt with that for seven years and I had finally said, I have to get my son and I out. And I did, and I hate divorce and I hate that that even happened, but our lives were so free, you know, once we got away from that. And so I remember thinking, okay, wait a minute. I've had a man that was emotionally and mentally sick and treated us terribly. And it was always my fault to this man that I already have this discernment for that has a sickness in his body. I can deal with that. Right. And, and, and I've never been loved like that in my life. I've never had a connection with someone like that in my life. I, he allowed me to be exactly who I was and we were such a good combo. I can deal with cancer. And we did, we dealt very well for many years, almost 15 years. And I certainly wish it had been 50, but um, that's kind of my point of reference in my mind thinking that. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I mean, I think when you know, you know. So uh, I think we've talked to a lot of widows. I know my experience the same way being I was with someone who loved me unconditionally. And when you mm-hmm. find that, you absolutely do not let it absolutely. go. So I think that also gives us a basis to live in our widowhood because we know that we were loved so completely. Yes. That we are worthy of whatever life brings our way. So that's how I feel. Like yeah. I know that that's my you know, in that. my birthright because my deceased husband <laughs> showed that to me. So I appreciate that part of your story. 
So you guys said you were, you said you were involved in fitness. You've been involved in fitness for a long time. Mm-hmm. What, how has that helped you with your grief? You own a, um, you're the founder oh, of Team Fit Life and you, I, I watch your Instagram stories and videos. You're always pumping iron and stuff. So how did that help you with your grief or did it? I mean, was that part of your healing absolutely. process? Yes. Thank you for asking this question. That's absolutely. So just to back up a little bit, I got into fitness about 16, 17 years old, just because I was really tired of being overweight and I wanted to not be overweight. I have the last of five kids and all my sisters were just like little and cute. Right. And my brother was super athletic and he did like, you know, and I was like the chubby little sister. I, I technically had a different father, but my dad raised them. So it was, it was a great situation, but I just genetically was different. Right. And I got super sick of it. I got super sick of it. My nickname was CC and that stood for Chevy Cheeks. Oh. And that's cute until you're like four. No. And you're like, yeah. And you know, all my sisters were just beautiful and they were all like, oh, no way you're their sister. Like people would say it to me all the time and it hurt, made me so mad and it hurt my feelings. But then I thought, wait, wait, I know that God has made me good. I just got to figure out my place, you know? And so 16, 17, I started walking and I asked my mom to go to Weight Watchers and she was so worried about me. Um, but I lost 30 something pounds like that because I didn't know how to eat properly. I'd never really worked out because, you know, in my family, you're either fit because you're athletic or you're not. And that's not at all what it is. And that's like one of my biggest like messages of uh, fitness has nothing to do with you being athletic. It has right. to do with will and determination, just getting up and doing it. Right. So I started back then. And then when I got in college, I got you know certified to teach and became a personal trainer. And I got all these different certifications for stuff. And then I did get a degree in kinesiology. And then my main reason for that was the only thing I liked. I well, mean, that's really, good. Go do well, what we, you we like. Talked, we talked about the business aspect. You know, I'm a business person now, but getting a, a degree in business is just no fun. You know what I mean? Getting a degree in something you might love and then make it a business now. That's fun, right? That's so I did that. It is the way to go. And I started, you know, teaching. And so that became part of it, right? So it's always been a part of my life. I enjoy teaching. And as much as that may, people may think, oh my gosh, I could never do that. Well, I thought, okay, I get a free gym membership to every gym I teach at. I get paid to work out. I have accountability to work out X amount of days. I won't skip those days because I'm getting paid to do it, right? And the people that come to take your classes, they're amazing. I mean, 99% of them are your people. You're, they're amazing. Like they came to my baby shower, they came to my wedding. I mean, we love them, right? And so that has been going on for, for a long time. And then me personally working out, it's part of the way I get my mind right. Yeah. I am a Christian. So like, there's that. I do a Bible study or I do something like that, pray every morning just to get me going. And then this is a way, I'm sure I'm ADD or something. This is the way I focus myself. But not only does it make me feel better, it gives me confidence. It helps me throughout my day. My father died at 58 years old because Mm. of his lifestyle. He was a wonderful man, but he smoked and he ate whatever he wanted and he never worked out. And so by the time he had his stroke, uh, he had like six lifestyle ailments. So type two diabetes, you know what I mean? Congestive heart failure, COPD, you know, and I just thought it is my, it's my obligation to not do that to my children. And by the way, I'm not mad at my father at all, but I'm not, I'm not going to do that to my children and maybe my genetics are not on the great side. So I'm going to do it. And so all that to be, uh, get to the point of kind of answering your question is it has been a lifeblood for me. Mm-hmm. It is the way that God has helped me mentally, emotionally, and physically. I don't know where I would be without him in fitness because it just cleans you out. I know that sounds so weird, but it just flushes all that stuff out. And I have been bawling, walking. I've been bawling on my bike. I've been We've talked about lifting. that so many times, how we, yes. you know, walking is my exercise of choice and 
our other, my other co-host too. And we talk about, yeah, we've been walking down the street crying, maybe wearing sunglasses, maybe wearing a hoodie. Doesn't matter what you're doing. Um, I remember before my husband even died, this was back when, um, when my mom died, she's been gone 14 years now. I remember being in a gym in a spinning class and we were spinning to this really intense song and it got to the crescendo and I just started bawling on the bike. No idea where it all came from, but my mom was, had just died. And so all of these grief feelings that come up, I mean, they got to come out. So when you're your body and they're coming out, it's like a win-win. It is. Oh my, like it is like rebirth. It's not, but you know what I mean? You're like, right. And then you get out you're like, I didn't realize how badly I needed that. You need it and you don't know you need it. And that's part of the reason why I think sometimes in our grief, we talk ourselves out of doing the exercise or going for the walk without realizing Mm -hmm. that how much better we'll feel after it's done. So every time I get back from a walk, every time I get back from doing something physical with my body, I feel better. Whether I'm grieving or not grieving, I mean, I walk out of anger too. I walk out of sadness. I walk out of confusion. All that. All of it. All of that. But you always feel better after you do it. Well, you do it. I mean, and if people need to know this, there is a physiological thing that happens. There is a chemistry, a scientific like thing that happens in your body. And I mean, I can go over that. We can talk about that, but it's going to bore you to death. But something legit happens that medicine can't give you, that all the sleep in the world can give you, that wine can't give you. Hey, we've all tried that. Yes, we've you know tried I mean? it. Yes. We've all tried it. Um, it's just something that you cannot create or fabricate in any other manner. Well, and I think sometimes we get tripped up on thinking we have to do things the right way, right? Like yeah. the widows are always like, am I doing this right? Am I saying this right? Am I living this right? And there's a million different ways you can exercise. There's no right yes. way. It's just whatever gets mm-hmm. your body moving. It, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's yoga, walking, yeah. oh swimming. Well, and that's one of my favorite things about you and just your message is that, God, we all have these just hang ups. And like, here's a non-widow one that I want to share with you guys because I'm like, wait a minute, where is this belief coming from? Where is this rule in my mind coming from? So when our business started to grow, I asked my husband, can we please get someone to help me with the house? Like maybe just one day a week, right? What I wouldn't do to not have to do that today, right. you know, or for two days. And I remember him just thinking, oh, you know, does it cost so much, you know, whatever. And I'm like, hold on, let's do this for one month. If if we don't get more money, I don't get more people, whatever, then we'll stop. Well, you know, I worked my butt off that month, of course. Of to course. Make of sure course. he saw it. Right. But my mom came over. And by the way, I love my mom. And she is too passed on in heaven now as of February this year. She came over. My mom wasn't a great house cleaner, right? But she, my mom would say things. And you're always uh-huh. like, hmm. From right, and so she comes over and she goes, You have someone cleaning your house, you're a stay at home mom. And I'm like, Okay, well, first of all, I teach like 10 classes a week, yeah, and I have a business that is now bigger than what my husband brings home every month, so I'm a stay at home mom, and I, I can't get someone to help me with the kitchen and the bathroom, you know. And and then I, I got upset about that, and I thought, Gosh, I am a terrible mom, I shouldn't be doing this. And I'm like, Wait, 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 wait a that minute, that is not true. So the same with some of the things we think about grief and widowhood and what we can and can't do and what we should be doing. It's not, it's something that comes from somewhere that most of the time is a belief that we've never really dissected. That's true. It's not true. True. It's not true. Whipping some serious tail over here. I can pay this beautiful woman who, by the way, has been with me for 15 years. She's about to come over today to help me um, do, do these things that I pay her however many dollars an hour to do where I can make 
X amount of yes. dollars per hour doing something only I can do. And what does that do? That benefits my family. I can give more. I can tithe more. We have more opportunity. And stuff. Okay, sorry. Didn't mean to get on that. But no, no. It's a good point, though, because it's the same thing even, with our widow stuff. Yes. And even if you didn't have uh, another business, it doesn't matter. You can still hire somebody to help you clean your house. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just because you decide that's what you want to do. That's it. Well, and it just that, that belief. I'm like, what? why did she say that? Maybe I am. And I started double thinking it. Like, yeah. well, Okay, stop. So I think one thing with the widowhood, like I said, that you have helped me with is like, what? Wait, why? That's not true. Why do I think that? And then I go back to why I'm thinking that. I'm like, you know what? This is different. This is me. This is my life. This is today. I got to figure this out or me. And um, that is so freeing. Well, we think it because people tell it to us. We think it because people say it to us. I didn't even ask for that. Unsolicited advice. Yeah, I don't like unsolicited advice. Stop it. yeah, so those are the the hangups, definitely widowhood hangups that we all have because we hear things, whether they're from family, friends, society, whatever. They could be new messages, they could be repeated messages. But we yeah. have to really make a concerted effort to talk to ourselves and our own brains Absolutely. to ourselves, not with any of the other, you know. I always say just shut out that noise from the outside and listen to your inner voice because that's the one that has the wisdom and that you need to listen to is the inner voice. Absolutely. So back to the fitness part. Uh, I know for myself, I, you know, I used to get up and walk with a neighbor in the morning. We walk three days a week. I've been to the gym. I've done spinning classes. I've done high interval training, you know, high intensity interval training. I've done yoga. I've done everything. I keep thinking I got to find the thing that is going to be good for me that I can do. Right. Well, the thing is walking. And it took me years to come to this realization. I do not have to do an hour's worth of cardio every day. I do not have, my knees are bad. (laughs) My ankle's bad now. Um, My hips are uneven. So I've had those issues my whole life. But anyway, so I walk. So I'm, I'm saying that to the listeners and everybody else who's having these conversations in their head about what they should be doing. All I do is walk. I do lift some weights too. I got to get better about the strength training part, but. Walking is my exercise of choice. So just pick something that moves yeah. your body. That's all. Absolutely. No. And, and the best thing that I can ever share with you is it's the consistency over time. I don't care if you run. I don't care if you do cycle classes. I don't care if you do yoga at home. I don't care if you do workouts at home or at the gym or at your church or, or the, I don't know, the local you know center of it for in your, your town. It's consistency over time. And if you don't believe me, um, and by the way, I point to no one when I say this, but look at the people, probably our ages, 50-ish, that have been consistently doing something all these, you know, 20, 30 years, right? Then look at the people who haven't. Right. And my point is made. I, I'm not about, oh my gosh, you have to get in your bed and say, oh, you have to be no. in this, this outfit for your daughter's wedding or you're going on a cruise. What is the best thing for you emotionally, emotionally mentally, and then sure, physically, it's consistency over time. Yeah, there are a lot of things out there and something you might be like, I just really like this. And that's cool. But we got to keep moving and you will know when you don't do it because you'll miss it. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm that's what I'm talking about with the walking because you get into the to the routine. That's Mm -hmm. my routine. I push away from my desk at three o'clock in the afternoon, whatever it is. And I and I go out and sometimes I am running late and dinner is pushed back because I have to get in my walk. And, you know, I'll tell my husband now, I'll say I'm going to be a little late. For dinner today because I got to get my walk in. So it's you it's, obviously don't live in Texas. We could not. We would not be wanting to walk at three p.m. right now. Well, so here's the funny thing though. I do. I live in Michigan and I walk in the winter too. So I hear everybody's excuses about. Well, I can't yeah, walk today. It's you know. If I'll put it this way, if the wind chill 
is not less than 20 degrees, I will walk. So that's my, mm-hmm. you know, so less than 20. Right. And I'm like, okay, that's a bit much. Cause I've had, you know, windburn on my face and stuff. Whatever I can't, in the past you would month. like have to be covered like everywhere. Covered all the way, but you can always make excuses. Always. Well, and no weather. You know what an excuse is? It's a cop out. Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Melissa. If you've been searching for a place to connect with like-minded widows, to build friendships, grow your confidence for doing hard things, and inspire healing after loss, we invite you to join the Widow Squad community at widowsquad.com. This special widow membership is made up of widows just like you, learning how to move through grief in healthy, self-affirming ways to create a life to thrive in. And we're doing it together. Go to widowsquad.com to learn more. Yeah. There's always something. I'm tired. I, the weather's bad. Um, you know, my friend said something mean to me. I don't care what it is. There's always an excuse. So those are the mindset. Who is she? I will talk to her. I know. Right. So those are the mindset things we have to get used to kind of bucking that system and our retraining our brains (laughs) to say, no, this is healthy for me because I think, you know, we're talking about the grief. And so if you could, you know, maybe say three or four, things that you wish widows knew about the benefits of a healthy lifestyle. You know, how would you break just three simple things? Like this is what's going to happen if you adopt a healthy lifestyle. Well, if you adopt a healthy lifestyle and you just start to be consistent, take away being perfect, take away having to look a certain way, have the right outfit, go to the right class, take all that away. Just get up and do something. You are going to see not only that you, number one, you feel better. You may not be able to put your finger on it, but you feel better. You will sleep better. Yes. You're going to have clearer thinking. Yeah, it's clearer thinking. Be, that's a big one. That's huge. You got, we all deal with like kind of foggy thinking and just even more upset. You're going to have clearer thinking. You're, so, so here's the bottom line. When we feel better, we do better. When we feel better, we make better choices. When we feel better, we make like smarter choices. Yes. Not choices just in the, I don't feel like it. So I'm going to eat this today. Or I don't feel like it. So whatever. Well, you don't feel like it because of all these things. And one of the things I have a lot of my clients do and they don't like it, and it's it's not a judgment thing. It's a, I want you to be very clear about what you're dealing with. I have them write down everything they do every day. And what that means for me is not just their food. I want them to write down what they do. So if they sat and watched, I don't know, Breaking Bad for the third time, how many yeah. episodes did you get through and how many hours was that? Okay. So just so you know, you sat three and a half hours. Yeah. Every once in a while, yeah, that's fine. Or if it's the end of the night, but our bodies need to move. And so killing it for an hour and doing nothing for the rest of the day isn't really the isn't really the equation. Right. It's yeah, going to work out and then later on let's do something else. Little. Pull weeds, go out there and walk your dog, whatever it is, but you will feel better. When you feel better, you do better. Here's my best example that girls typically get. Think about that outfit that you wore recently that you loved. You know, like and you catch yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh, not so bad. Yeah. You act differently that day. Oh yeah. You hold yourself differently. You talk to more people and you're more, oh, you know, it is a different situation. Why do you think when people are on vacation, they talk to everybody? I guarantee they don't talk to everybody in their real life like that. Right. That's a good point. They feel good. They're excited. You can live your life even as a widow. And I'm one too. Okay. You can live your life with joy, even knowing what has happened. Because number one, we're still left. So that means we still have purpose. Um, But we have to make some disciplined decisions 
every day. And I don't mean discipline. You're getting in trouble. I mean, you know what? I want better. I want to feel better. So I'm going to do a couple of things. Maybe I don't want to do in order to get the life yes. I want. That's, that's a good point. I want to just interject there that we have to do things we don't want to do <laughs> every to day. get to where we every want day. Yeah, every day. So we, that every it's day. not just you or me. It's humanity. It is the world in general. This is what we have to 100%. do. Sometimes, yeah, I tell my kids that all the time. You know, sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do, either for the greater good, or for other people. You know, or whatever. Just things you don't really feel like doing. That's sometimes what you yes. have to do. So it's interesting that um, yes. we talk ourselves out of doing the good things. So when I'm walking, I will literally be talking to myself sometimes. So if I'm trying to process something. I try to call friends on the phone too to help me process. And if they cannot help me process, I talk to myself. So I have the earbuds in. I'm listening either to a podcast or I'm talking to myself on you know certain routes. So people will stare at me. I don't care. I am trying oh, to I figure, you know, I'm trying to figure stuff out. So I think now we live in a in a world where people are always talking on their, you know, Bluetooth or whatever. So it's not as strange, I guess, as it used to be. But I don't care anymore. I just start talking and, and working things out and just processing. So yeah, I'm 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 with you. You just have to keep moving and it's okay to have the days where you don't feel well. I'm dealing with a inflamed Achilles tendon right now. So I can't do as much as I want to, but I still That's do. So painful. It's so painful. I still do what I can. So when you get to that routine, and I want to go back to a point you made earlier, you almost can't not do it. So I walk so much. It's part of my my deal. I can't not walk. So yep. my body, my mind, my muscle memory, whatever you want to call it, is on that. It's on that routine, on that schedule. So even if I feel yes. like well, I don't, I don't want to go out today, my body's saying no. You have to go and you have to move. We just have to think of ways to be healthier because it helps with the brain fog. It helps with the um, just your you know internal body, just how things are working for you. I mean, well, that's, I mean. It's just the right thing to do. And, and regardless of your belief system, it is the right thing to do. And if you don't believe me, just try it and then stop for a while yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. The cool thing is this, though, and this is something that I want to speak to because you said it earlier, but I feel like I'm supposed to say this again. It is very simple. Yes, it's now, very it's simple. Not it's not necessarily easy because some days you don't want to, but it is simple. And I find the days I don't want to all determine what I did the prior day. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we're allowed to have fun. I do not think you should work out every single day. No. I think you need some time, right? But the last time that I had, which by the way, I do have an adult beverage every now and then. Okay. Yes. So don't think I don't. Oh, yeah. Don't think I don't have me a hamburger and pizza. Sure. Sometimes. Right. Of course. But this is what I want to say. So I went over to my neighbors and they're just so fun. I vacationed them. They're just, a sweet, they have wrapped us in their arms. I've all the neighbors have, but especially next door. And you know, it's just me and my boys. And she was like, please come over. I've got this stuff to tell you. And it's just fun to have a girlfriend. Because I don't, I mean, my, and this may be true for all widows, but it's for me, my circle has gone. Oh, yes. We talk about that a lot. Yes. Okay. I'm happy to hear that. Cause that's one thing I'm like, I need to text her this, but, yeah. uh, you know, everyone, no one else's life changed mm-hmm. and I'm not mad at them, but we had a huge couple family group that we had the same, you know, morals and beliefs. And we had just that right amount of, we're going to have a little bit of fun, but not too much fun. You know, we're going to stay in the neighborhood. Well, they all have their lives. And so I'm yes. not mad at them, but I'm like still over here by myself. But, you know, you're supposed to be mom and after work in my business. So there's all that, right? So when a friend of mine that I truly adore, that it has no ability to small talk, I love it. Yes. So come over. Anyway, the point in bringing all that up, I probably end up having three glasses of wine. And yeah. I know a glass yeah. is different for all of us, but I don't know how much I had. Maybe I shared the bottle with it, whatever. Well, 
there's nothing really wrong with that, right? No. So I get yeah. home and I'm like, oh, fine. I didn't really feel up. I woke up the next morning feeling like absolute poo. Yeah. And I was like, why is my head hurt? Why am I sluggish? Why am I irritable? Why am I? And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. I said, well, I'm just, then I'm going to have to get over it today. But I, I did. I didn't feel like I was sinning having a drink. Don't get me wrong. But there are always repercussions for the things. Always, we do. So, always, always. So all of that. And by the way, I'm an adult. I can have whatever I want. But I'm like, okay, that's fine. But you have to teach two classes today, and you mm-hmm. have to speak on a call. Oh, that might not have been the best choice. But I, I just say that because there are reasons why we feel certain ways, and I think that sometimes we think maybe it's we're in our head or in our emotions. And I find that when I'm in my feelings, which we're allowed to be. I can only stay there a minute. Right. If I listen to them, they will take me up down a path that is not right and true. And so I'm like, okay, you're allowed to feel this. And I have every right to be lonely. I have every right to feel sad because of my life, but I'm going to stay here a minute. And then, you know what? I'm going to get out. Because, yeah. Well, and I found out that that doesn't help me. It serves no one. It makes me a worse mom, Mm -hmm. makes me more sad. I want to eat. I want to have a pity party. I want everyone to realize how bad my life is and how great they're, you know what I mean? And what good's that going to do? Nothing. So um, my whole point in bringing that up is a lot of times we don't feel like it. We just have to backtrack. Okay, wait, wait, why am I not feeling like it? Oh. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, this is Kim Murray from the Widow Squad, and we've got something special in store for you. It's time to unlock a world of healing with our incredible gift just for you, the How to Have a Better Relationship with Grief Guide. Picture this expert tips, and practical strategies all bundled up in one comprehensive resource. It's like having a supportive friend by your side guiding you through the ups and downs of your healing journey. Now here's the best part. It's absolutely free. Ready to dive in? Simply visit widowsquad.com backslash resources and your free guide awaits. It's time to transform your relationship with grief and discover the strength within you. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to take control of your healing process. Head over to widowsquad.com backslash resources and grab your free guide today. Got it. Right. I think that sometimes when people, we we definitely can choose better. I think sometimes when people listen to us talk and we're a little bit further down the road than some other widows are, they sometimes think to themselves, well, that's great for you. That's not me. Or I'm glad to hear everything worked out and you're, you know, a fitness guru and everything. And, but that's, that's not going to be my, you know, my reality. Uh, we all had to start somewhere. So I always make that point. We're all beginners when we're yeah. first widowed, we don't know what we're doing. We don't know how to do it. So I want to give people the benefit of knowing yes. what your process was to rebuild your life after the loss of your well, spouse, right? We don't know how to do any of this. Yeah. And there's no book. Well, I mean, no book. there's no book. There's no book. We all have, yeah. We all have different ways of doing things, but I keep repeating this because I think it's such an important point that um, we all start at the beginning. So if you can just tell us a little bit about how, there was there a process? Did you approach it in a systematic manner or did things just kind of happen? And then you realize one day you're like, okay, I'm actually moving forward. And that's not something I thought I was going to do. Well, that's a great, that is a great question. And I have an answer for you, but I want to begin by saying I am nowhere there. I am by no means there. Right. Where nobody's there. Nobody gets there. That's a fantasy, right? right? That's the, that's the, right. the I misconception. I mean, I still struggle. I still cry. I still wonder why I'm alone. Absolutely. I yes. wonder why God has kept a wonderful, hopefully fit Jesus loving man, you know, big old Texas boy from me, but he has. Um, and, and, and that's not going to fix everything. Please know that. But when you think where's my heart hurt the most, 
I'm lonely. I want a friend. I have nobody to talk to, right? I want that person to talk to, right? Yeah. And I have plenty of girlfriends and stuff, but y'all, it's different. I kind of want my guy, right? Right. So please know I'm not there. But I will tell you, if I could put it in a system, the things that I found worked came out of the overflow of what didn't work. Mm-hmm. And if you need a minute to do that, that's fine. But I want to lovingly encourage you. These things that I'm about to tell you that I, if I do them every day, I stay out of those deep, dark pits mm-hmm. where I know we've all been there and, and sometimes we'll go back, but I have to wake up every morning. I have to pray. I have to read something, Jesus. That's what I do. Or I write it down. And then I put on workout clothes. Now, every mm-hmm. once in a while, I won't because it's like a random Saturday. We have nothing to do, which never happens. So I may be in my pajamas along or it could be all day, but um I put on clothes and I typically, you know, fitness, so I do work out clothes. So, and even when I don't work out, I wear work out clothes, but uh, I put on some clothes and there's something about that, that makes you start to act a little different. And then every day I try to cook something. I know that sounds so weird, but to me, I want to give my family the most healthy food ever. And by the way, we've door dashed. Oh yeah. Any family should have door dashed since my husband's been gone, just because it's just the three of us. And I'm sitting on the sofa like, you know, deer in the headlights. Mom, what about dinner? And I'm like, is it dinner time? Ugh. You know, you cannot, you cannot not- stand the thought of making, trying to come up with one more recipe or one more meal. It's too much. Like, like, like I saw this meme. It was a scroll that said, I would die for my children, but I do not want to fix them dinner again. I know it. <laughs> like, I, it's so, I, true. I, it's it's so true. true. But I don't know what that is. I think it's just how like my mind and body works and, and very active in the sense of, I, I, it's probably what got me bad grades you know, in school, but now what keeps me an entrepreneur is that activeness, but like, I will make eggs. I know it sounds so silly, but I will make, I will boil eggs. I would make a little something. If I have, I have two boys, by the way, and they're big. Mm-hmm. So I always have to have something for them to eat. Cause it really takes, you know, some of this work off me, but there's something very like cathartic. I don't know what it is about me making something and it can be simple or a little more extravagant. Believe me, I'm, I'm into healthy food. So you probably would not even like it. First time my children had tacos at my sister's house. They're like, why does the meat taste like this? And I'm probably, I was like, probably she seasoned the heck out of it. Exactly. Like, I'm like, what there's it, would people eat tacos without kale in it. We didn't know this. We didn't know this. <laughs> what is this stuff? It's, it's extra sauce. What's this yeah. light stuff? It's called sour cream. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, my whole point is, I know that sounds silly, but I like to do something and maybe for you, it might be folding the clothes. And I know these are things people normally hate to do. But I want to feel productive as a mom, you know, and a homemaker still while I'm doing what I'm doing, while I'm getting out. So as silly as that may seem, but I get up and pray. That's obviously not silly and read. I do something fitness and I Mm -hmm. still teach fitness classes today. And the main reason why I told you, it keeps me accountable. Yeah. And I have a free gym membership and it's like so fun. And then I do something every day like that. I feel like I'm being a good homemaker or mom. And that's just because where my life is right now, my boys are kind of, I mean, one's 15, he hardly needs me. The other 21 year old just moved out. Yeah. And that, you know, that mommy stuff isn't there yeah. so much. No. I just don't come coming home and be like, Oh, hell you doing roommate. You know, no, yeah. it's still your mother. And so I do those things. And then lastly, I always listen, sometimes read, I always read something before I go to bed, but mm-hmm. listen to something like we talked about earlier, help, hopeful, helpful personal development book. So yeah. podcast, yeah. audiobook, it's a must for my life. I want to hear someone else talk to me because I'm so tired of my voice because it's the only one I hear. That's a good so point. Yeah. It gives you a lot of perspective into you know the different way people do things or the way they think about things. Or sometimes we hear 
the same thing, but said in a different way as if we've heard it for the first time. You're like, I've well, never heard a different that. place. Right. Well, it's just like with scripture. Sometimes you'll hear something you're like, I heard that when I was five. And then you hear it now you're like, you know, it's like, it's because you're mentally and emotionally different and you're farther along. But here's what I think about podcasts. God always lets me hear something I need to hear. I, I talk about you know signs all the time. Yes. I get the signs. Right, and and you're like, like, I, I needed that mess. You sent me something. You tagged me on Instagram on a message. And um, I was like, how did you know that is like quite literally exactly what I needed to hear that day? I don't know if you remember that, but I was like, she's in my my mind. My God, you're you're reading my mind. I and just, it. yeah, you randomly tagged me that day. And I'm like, this is exactly what I needed to hear. It was fascinating. I love it. But I there was something I read the other day that said, um, no matter what it is you're trying to do, no matter what it is you're trying to accomplish, if you repeat in your brain, um, every step I take makes me a whatever. Okay. Every step Mm. I take makes me a healthier person. Every step I take makes me a better parent. Whatever it is you put at the end of that, whenever you feel like you don't want to do the thing you want to do, just say, but every step I take makes me this. And then you're training your brain as well to just keep moving you toward that goal. So you can make it it whatever you want it to be. Absolutely. And it can even change throughout like whatever the day is, but like how we speak to ourselves is key. And I always thought that was like mumbo jumbo. So my mentor, Shalene Johnson, which, you know, I talk about her all the time. She one time says, what do you tell yourself? And I'm like, what? She goes, think right now. What do you repeat in your head the most? And you know what that moment, what I said was stop, don't. And I'm like, I tell myself all the time, stop, don't. Yes. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta rework that. And so we have to pay attention to what we say. And maybe it's what we've heard our whole lives, or maybe it's what, but, but wait a minute, I don't need stop. Don't, I mean like, okay, what's going on here? Okay, wait, let's figure this out. Or what's a better way or what's a better, and how we speak to ourselves is everything. And I think we need to take a minute to like diagnose that and be like, okay, I need to start using different language. Absolutely. I always say that I talk myself out of something before I talk myself into it. So the no and the stop and the don't are key words in my brain a lot. So I think that's an excellent point. We really have to listen and stop those thoughts. So when we talk about doing that, it is a practice, a lifelong practice. This is not like you said earlier, you're not there. You're not fixed. I'm not there. I'm not fixed. I have to retrain my brain. I have to talk nicer to myself daily on a daily basis. So it's a practice. It doesn't, it's not something we just, you know, all of a sudden figure out how to do. Mm -hmm. We have to be mindful of it and just keep practicing it. One of my favorite podcasts is called The Morning Mindset. It's with a guy by the name of Carrie Green, his next pastor. Kind of has this real soft voice. Someone recommended it. I'm like, "Ah." you know, my voice is like, oh, and he's like, I've been an instructor my whole life, by the way. Anyway, and so I love him. It's like, I can't wait to meet him someday. But here's what he says. He said, every day we've got to reset our mind and our intentions because we leak as the day goes. At night we leak. And I'm like, it's the best way. True. So whether that is your, you know, your faith or this mindset that you're trying to establish with yourself, we have to reestablish it um, because we're going to start going back in our old ways if we don't keep moving forward. And uh, nope, nope, I'm going to do this. Not that, not there anymore. I'm going to go like, who am I now? Who am I now? I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is like health and fitness and and in the space that you're in has really been a big part of your self-care. So we talk a lot about Um, self-care. So your whole routine, you're, you're listening, you're reading the Bible and listening to your, your motivational podcasts, making a meal, getting dressed, doing those things is your form of self-care. 
It really is. And you know, what's interesting about self-care is like, you know, when, when Lee passed with the Swedish friends, you know, you know, they do sweetest things for you. And I had all these like, you know, massages and people gave me all these different calming lotions and all that. And I love that stuff. It's fine. But not, none of that ever sets me up the way these things set me up in the best ways that we're talking about. And it's just that daily consistency mm-hmm. over time. So um, I started teaching fitness classes when I was like 18. Right. And so I'm now 50. And it's even through, and I lost my sister, I lost my dad at 58, and I lost my sister in 2006, which was horrific, I'm sorry, 2016, which was horrific. It was a whole other thing. That's another podcast. And then um, Lee, and then my mom recently died. And it's not like, oh, you're the grief girl, I just lost this. That's not what it is. What what I'm trying to get at is all these things happen. And by the way, life's going to happen. But the consistent kind of thing that has gone through my life that has given me joy, even in the midst of the worst of things are those things that I keep going back to that only give me life, that only give me joy, that only help reestablish me through all of this stuff. And um, there's a drastic difference between people who do that in their lives versus people who are kind of thrown by the wind and like, Oh, great. Now we're doing this. Oh, look at this happening. Yeah. That stuff's kind of always going to happen, but there's something to be said. And I say this out of love to everyone listening. Um, we have to be our best personal managers and not because we're bad and not because we get, but if we'll just do these first things, and by the way, we can get most of them done in an hour or two in the morning, not even that long, right? And then the rest of the day, the hardest things are done. Always after my work, I always go, okay, my hardest things are done. I prayed, I got up, <laughs> you know, brushed my teeth, put my clothes on, I worked out. The hardest things I have to do today are done. Everything else is gravy, even though it's still work. But that's the stuff that makes me a better mom. That, that's the stuff that makes me mentally right and ready for you or ready for the Bible babes or all, whatever I'm doing. That's the stuff that gets me um, away from being so very selfish. And you guys, being a widow, it makes you so selfish. You don't try to be, but what is one of your prime thoughts? I'm so sad. I'm devastated. I'm lonely. Nobody understands me. No one's feeling the way I'm feeling. Right. No one gets me. They think their life's bad. They have no clue. You know what I mean? And you have this pain. Well, I always call it, it's this lump in my stomach. Mm -hmm. It's yet to subside, by the way. Mm -hmm. Like it'll soften, but it comes back. But that lump is the love that I still have for that man that can't go to him anymore. And I know that we all have that, but without all of that, I would be a wreck. So I want to, yes, I love these examples that you're giving and the steps that you take. And I think it's all such important reminders to all of us to just be good to ourselves and be, um, and take care of ourselves. I just want to say like your, your routine is, is great. My routine is great. That's not going to be everybody else's routine. You guys have to decide listeners, podcast people, you know, out in the audience, you decide what your thing is. So this, there's no comparison here. There's no, nobody's saying you need to be doing one thing, two things, five things a day. You just have Mm -hmm. to decide what that means to you. That makes, that brings peace into your heart. That makes you feel better. And that makes you, um, you know, a better person, parent, whatever. You get to decide what that is. We're just giving some examples and some, some good ideas of what that could look like, but you get to find your own way. And just be consistent, whatever it is, you're going to see over time. Okay. This is the way I need to go. Or, you know what? I'm not there anymore. And sometimes it switches. Sometimes you're going this direction. You're like, you know, I've matured. I think I want this different. So yeah, the freedom is there, but I would say out of complete love, I say this doing nothing is sliding back. So there's no, you know, neutral. We have to either move forward or slide back. And I say that with all the pain in my heart of losing my husband, 
just try to take steps forward. If you need a accountability partner, get one. Uh, Kim is a bright shining light for this. And um, I get you because I feel you because I mean, I am you. We, we all have a connection that none of us ever wanted to have, but I thank God that we have this connection because it's drawn me so close to wonderful women like Kim. And then of course, I'm sure all of her people that follow her as well. Yes. We, I could not have said it better. I agree with you hundred percent. I'm so impressed with your outlook and your insight. And I'm so happy that you took the time today to just give us a glimpse into your widow world. I think this is going to be a really important episode for a lot of our listeners to just understand that they get to, they get to take care of themselves and they're important and they're worthy and that that should be one of their top priorities. So you've got lots of really good insight and I know our listeners will 100% appreciate your perspective. But before we go, we're going to wrap up here in a minute, but before we go, what's the best place for our listeners to find you? The best place is to come to mindylawhorn.com. That's L-A-W-H-O-R-N-E.com. So I have my podcast. I have all my fitness stuff on there. I have a lot of free stuff. In addition to, I have a little women's ministry called the Bible Babes. But if you just go there, I'm, I'm everything there. So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook as well. I'd love to hear from you, by the way. And and we've had Kim on the Bible Babes before and on my podcast, and everyone just was blown away at her. And um, I just want to thank you for letting me be on here and letting me share with you. And I can't wait to talk to your widow squad uh, next month. Yes, Mindy will be a guest inside our membership next month. We're looking forward to that too. So thank you so much for being here. I'm just so, so grateful that we had a chance to connect again. Thank you. We hope that this episode of the Widow Squad podcast has left you feeling supported, encouraged, and empowered. Remember, you're not alone, and there is a community of widows ready to welcome you into the Widow Squad membership. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, take care of yourself.